the only marketing channel you are 100% positive works every time is your unboxing. Are you taking advantage of this valuable moment? Does your box stand out with branded shipping tape or a custom box? Or does it blend in with the 10 Amazon boxes on the porch? When your box is opened, is there a thank you card inside? Maybe care and use instructions? Or a sticker? Are you giving the customer a reason to get even more excited with a small free gift or a coupon for their next purchase? George Supply offers a wide range of custom printing, including business cards, care and use cards, stickers, custom boxes, shipping materials, and much more. Available at georgesupplyco.com. Welcome to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Each episode, we explore topics you need to know to grow your maker hobby into a maker business and brand. I'm Scott Shermans. This week, you only need two simple steps to sell merch in 2023. Let's begin with the Business for Makers News Desk. As always, we start with lumber pricing. TradingEconomics.com reports lumber futures are trading about $400 per 1,000 board feet, down from $450 two weeks ago. This is due to some profit-taking during the last two weeks. Supplies continue to be tight thanks to producers slowing production in January, and home construction is expected to rebound this summer. So rising lumber prices should be expected during the summer and early fall. In social media news, President Joe Biden and some of his Republican adversaries in Congress find themselves on the same side of an upcoming Supreme Court case Gonzalez versus Google on Tuesday, February 21st. Together, they are arguing in favor of limits on the internet company immunity under Section 230. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act immunizes internet companies from liability over content posted by third parties and allows platforms to remove content they consider obscene or objectionable. It's essentially the backbone of the internet that allows social media platforms to even exist. The dispute before the Supreme Court marks the first time the court will consider the scope of this law. And the question before the justices is, whether Section 230's protections for platforms extends to 
targeted recommendations of information. <clears throat> In other words, the social media platforms are not responsible or liable for everything that content creators post. They, of course, have obligations to remove obscene and objectionable content. But does that liability change when the platform's algorithm intentionally surfaces content that matches your interest? According to CNBC, the court fight arose after terrorist attacks in Paris in November 2015 when 129 people were murdered by ISIS members. Among the victims was 23-year-old Nohimi Gonzalez, an American college student studying abroad who was killed at a bistro in the city. Gonzalez's parents and other family members filed a civil lawsuit in 2016 against Google, which owns YouTube, alleging that the tech company aided and abetted ISIS in violation of a federal anti-terrorism statute by recommending videos posted by the terror group of users, two users. Google has won two cases in the lower courts affirming their protection under Section 230, but the Supreme Court agreed to weigh in also. Social media companies, dating apps, and content creators of all kinds have warned the court that if limits to the scope of Section 230 happen, it would drastically change how they approach content posted to their sites. With a greater risk of costly litigation with fewer protections, companies may be more cautious about letting content appear on their site that may be problematic and only allow content that's been vetted and poses little re legal risk. So then the question becomes, what do they consider problematic? And will some platforms simply not have the resources to make that determination and simply shut down? And that's it for the Business for Makers News Desk. So, what are the two simple steps you need to sell merch in 2023? The last couple years have taught me a few things about selling merch and selling in general. Your merch, I don't mean to be mean here, but your merch is not a fashion brand. Nobody is sitting by their computer waiting for your next release to drop. And t-shirts are everywhere. So if you're just selling a t-shirt, good luck to you. But... If you're selling an emotional connection, then you have a chance. Let me ask you a question. Why did you buy your last concert tee? Because you were out of t-shirts and $40 for a t-shirt was the best deal you could find? Or because you were at the, your favorite band's show and you wanted to remember it? And you have an emotional connection to that event and to the band. Why did you buy that Yeti cup or the new Stanley cups? 
because you ran out of cups in the pantry or because of the way it makes you feel to have the newest, the best, or the latest. Selling merch with your logo is no different. What you need to ask yourself is, who has an emotional connection to my business and how can I create one with others? Now, these might be family or friends or current and past customers or social media followers who you helped or inspired in some way. It might be people who have a similar passion as you or believe in the same set of guiding principles as you, who you've made a connection with. And then there are two ways to turn that emotional connection into a sale. Number one, very simple, wear it and use it. You drink coffee every morning. Why do you not use a thermal tumbler with your logo? Who knows what kind of conversation that might start with a coworker? Your jacket, your hoodie, your hat, all are reminders to everyone else about your business and your merch, your notebook, your mouse pad, your coffee mug. They discreetly display your brand in your office, your tote bag when you run errands, your t-shirt at the gym, Seriously, there is 0% chance someone's going to ask you about your business from the Nike t-shirt you are wearing or your Walmart tote bag. But the people in your life want to support you, so you need to give them an easy opportunity. Which brings us to number two, you have to talk about it to sell it. Post your merch on your social media. Mention it in your email newsletter. Wear it and have it in the background of your videos. Add a line in your captions. Talk about it on your podcast. Add it as a line on your thank you card, like, here's another way to support me. Give it away as gifts. Give a hat to a friend or a hoodie to your wife or a baby gift to a newborn. Include your merch in your next online giveaway. Is this going to be another stream of income? Eh, probably not a significant one. But does it offer an opportunity to support your main stream of income? Well, absolutely yes. Are your friends and family sitting around the house wondering how they can support your business? No, they have their own lives. But if presented with a friendly reminder, they might click a link and buy a hat. The last couple years have shown me there isn't a market to purchase your t-shirt from people who don't know you. But to people you know in person and online, it's a great way for them to show support. So they are the ones who will purchase. And when you or your supporters wear your logo, you've increased the opportunity to start a conversation about your business. And those conversations are the beginnings of a sale. Marketing consultant Mark Schaefer summed it up in his latest book, The Marketing Rebellion. Quote, 
I contend that the brands of the past were created through an accumulation of advertising impressions. The brands of the future will be created through an accumulation of human impressions. And that's how marketing your wood, wood shop and your maker business in 2023 will develop, finding every way to start a conversation about your business. And that means using your merch, wearing your merch, and reminding everyone you know in very simple, passive ways that you're open for business. I'm Scott Shervitz, and thank you for listening to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. And thank you to my co-author, Brian Shervitz, Associate Instructional Designer at the University of Wisconsin Extended Campus. For your convenience, a transcript of this episode is available in the Business for Makers blog. I'll put a link in the show. You can subscribe to our podcast and get regular insights and tips for building your big maker business. And you can get more information about building your brand, selling merch, and maintaining your business operations all at georgesupplyco.com. Powered by Riverside FM. This episode of the Business for Makers podcast is brought to you by the new George Supply Company brand CA Glue. It dries in seconds, forms a permanent bond on a wide variety of materials, perfect for filling knots and cracks in wood, ideal for general use home repairs and can be used with activator for instant drying available in medium or thin viscosities and in your choice of medium tip for general purpose and gap filling or fine tip for applications requiring exact accuracy the new george supply company brand ca glue is available at georgesupplyco.com If you want to build your brand as a maker, one place to start is to wear, sell, and give away apparel and gifts with your logo. It introduces others to your brand and gives you an opportunity to start a conversation about what you do. George Supply Company offers over 100 items for you to brand, all with no minimum order or inventory investment. Available at georgesupplyco.com.